Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and this is on MTR Podcast. And today's uh, guest is the founder and baker-in-chief of uh, Cadetta Bake Shop, Maya Blau. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, we love the podcast, and we're really excited to be featured. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, this is uh, another step. I think this, I think you might be the first or the second uh, culinary food related um, guest I've had on this season. So I'm looking forward to it. And um, for starters, I'll say that the cupcakes that I had, they were very good. I enjoyed them. And yes. Um, so I kind of buried the lead a little bit, but <laughs> de describe your work a bit just to talk about um, the big shop, talk about like your um, just what your work is. Yeah. So we have a, uh, a small bakery and I say we um, it's me and my partner, Chris, um, and the two of us run a bakery. We specialize in cheesecake, but we make all other types of handmade desserts. Um, we do weddings other events, parties, we've, especially since the pandemic started, we've been doing a lot of individually packaged things, uh, you know, cupcakes and stuff like that. We also have weekly sales on Instagram. We do Instagram live sales sometimes. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we, whatever dessert our clients want, we can make it. If, and if we can't, we can figure it out how, and it'll definitely be high quality and super delicious. That's great. Um, and I, I know that I've been paying more attention to these um, kind of off kilter um, celebrations that come up. The International Donut Day, I covered something for that cause, as we're recording uh, the other day. And some of the guests that I had on, he's like, you have to try my donuts. Come over and get a box. I was like, I mean, try my, uh, my cookies. Sorry. Come over and get a box. Or I've got these new ones. I want you to try these. So when it comes to some of these things to pop up, do you have like specific promotions that may pop up? Let's say you may have like a special on something that's let's say new year related or something that's day of the dead related or any of these kind of celebrations that pop up and you're like, all right, let me look at the calendar. What are we going to yeah. do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, we really try to, to stay on top of um, things like that, even, you know, social media trends and stuff like that. Um, we did our first major promotion was a national cheesecake day promotion where we did a 24 hour flash sale, 20% off any cheesecake order that was placed through the website. And that was super successful. So, you know, since then we did a big Thanksgiving sale and a sale for the Christmas holiday. Um, and yeah, we, you know, we definitely try and try and stay on top of things like that. Um, you know, holiday related or theme related days. Cause I just think they're fun and who doesn't love a sale. Yeah, totally. I think it gives you an opportunity to do something that's maybe slightly outside of what the day-to-day -day look like. Um, I know in doing, uh, doing that, taking that approach, um, someone gave me a piece of advice, like do, do your content like this. And if it kind of hits your niche, you can, you can do it. So I did like, for instance, when one of the podcasts that I do on the network, we um, cover pop culture. So we had just done two podcasts related to movies, movie review podcasts, uh, one on Mortal Kombat and the other on Ninja Turtles. And because they're in anniversary years. And I was like, Saturday is International Ninja Day. And I was like, these should just be in there. This kind of lines up. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely good to kind of repurpose what you're doing, especially um, if it's something that we all enjoy. We all enjoy sweets. Um, so, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's see, I got, I got two directions I can take this. I'm thinking I'm gonna take it the easiest direction and then go into the other question I have, um, or the other questions I have. Um, so you touched on cheesecake and that's what your, your specialty is. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Uh, 
what is integral to a great cheesecake? Mm, texture, thousand percent. Um, I think that, and there's so many different types of cheesecakes. You know, there's like the jiggly Japanese cheesecakes. There's like a super, super creamy cheesecake. And I think like, you know, one of, one of our, the defining features of our cheesecake is the texture. And, you know, we were just, Chris and I were actually talking about this earlier. You know, when you have a slice of our cheesecake, it holds up to a fork, but then when it hits your tongue, it just kind of melts and you just get this creamy awesomeness um and then you know the texture of whatever toppings you have or the crust is really important to me too like i i don't use graham cracker crusts i usually use some sort of cookie uh, most of them are shortbread cookies or if it's chocolate crust we'll use oreos we also do gluten-free products so we'll use a gluten-free crust something like that but i think it's really important to have a little bit of a crunch in your uh in your crust as opposed to just having like this mushy uh you know this mushy crust that makes everything all one texture. So I love uh, different texture zones in my dessert, anything I eat. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely think texture is a thing. Then one thing I'll say, uh, how did you let me leave without getting some cheesecake? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll so have sorry. to talk no. about that. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. I, I got you. I got you. I okay. actually have some hand tonight. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll have to rectify that situation. <laughs> but, um, no, so, so, what you're referring to is our pop-ups. We have a weekly pop-up at uh, Park Lunch Pub in the Riverside area of Federal Hill. And um, I think the night that you came was before we started doing cheesecake. So a lot oh. of people know us, a lot of people, not before we started doing cheesecake, but before we started offering it at our pop-ups. Sure. Um, so the business started with cheesecakes. And recently, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic, most people know us based on our cupcake sales on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and there's a story behind why we started uh, doing cupcakes on Instagram uh, that I'm happy to share. Feel free. All right. All right, cool. So we'll get to that in, uh, in just a second. But yeah, so the night that you came, I don't think we had uh, offered cheesecake that night, but now we're definitely going to start making that a staple of our Sunday night, um, our Sunday night pop-ups at Park Bench. Okay. So. All right. So the, the cupcake story is, uh, again, like I said, I'm all about textures and foods, and I'm very particular when it comes to the texture of cupcakes. I think there's a certain balance of light and fluffy to moist to dense, and then sure. the toppings you know, and I don't like a lot of sugar. I don't have a sweet tooth, which is, you know, people are always really surprised when I say that. Um, but yeah, you know, so Chris and I were trying to find a really awesome cupcake that we loved that was like, that we consistently loved in the Baltimore area. And we asked a bunch of people, we looked at like different reviews and Yelp lists and things like that. And we couldn't find the, the, perfect mix of awesome customer service and an amazing cupcake. Like some places were one or the other or lacked in both. And so I was like, okay, we, we already know we have great customer service. Let's just figure out how to make a cupcake that we like. Sure. And we did. And, you know, since then people tend to agree with us <laughs> that our cupcakes are really awesome and we have great customer service. So, yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a staple of, uh, for us. It's good to hear because, um, you know, you, you go through and one of the things that I try to achieve with this, like there have been so many guests, surprisingly, or potential guests that'll hit me up. Hey, I see what you're doing. I want to come on. I was like, I don't like what you're doing. And, um, <laughs> and, 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 and I try to be as honest as I, I can about it because, uh, the one thing that I, I think I owe and I think I want to have resonate through this podcast is authenticity. And, 
you know, anyone that I have on, it's just like, I admire what you're doing. And it's not just for the cloud. It's not just for, oh, this is a potential uh, business connection or networking opportunity. It's just like, okay, I dig what you're doing. Um, so going through, uh, well, going back to the texture real quick. Yes. Um, I, I look at, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I look at cheesecakes, not as cakes. I look at them as pies. And if you have a bad texture for me, I don't want your pie. You can have the greatest apple pie. That's like my favorite, my favorite pie. You can have like the greatest apple pie, but if your crust is off, we're going to get into fisticuffs yeah. in a right. very <laughs> Notre Dame sort of way. <laughs> yeah. You're talking my language right now. Uh, fun fact. The first cheesecake that I made was actually a pie, a, a sweet cream, cream cheese pie. And good. I made it. I made it in a microwave when I was like nine years old because <laughs> uh, we weren't allowed to use the, we were latchkey kids, me and my brother. Um, and my mom got us these microwave cookbooks so that we could just, you know, she knew that we both liked to cook. And I think it was her birthday or mother's day, one of the two. And I made this, uh, this cheesecake yeah. in quote, um, but it had pie crust and it made it in the microwave and everyone loved it. And I just, I, I always think of that. That's like the first time that I made a cheesecake and everyone loved it. And I've been in love with cheesecake ever since and trying to perfect it. And we finally did a couple of years ago. So that's cool. I mean, I, I am not a baker in any way. I, I'm more of a savory side of things. I do really bomb uh, crab cakes and things like that. And <laughs> Uh, it, <laughs> it was one year. Um, it was one year, like the following year, kind of around this, this time of the year. Um, I know we were like a week or so removed, but we did like Thanksgiving. And I remember like I did the whole gamut the year before Turkey, the whole thing. And I got upstaged by my dad. I was like, did you just come with your own Turkey to Thanksgiving? And I made a Turkey. So it was a really shady, both Rob's looking at each other while eating like different degrees of Turkey. Like, <laughs> I mean, mine's. So the following year to try to rectify that, I ordered a cheesecake from juniors in New York. And mm. because I'm an Aquarius and I have to have my own stamp on things, I was like, I'm going to make my own like strawberry compote and it's going to be the topping. Of course, my dad, the heel that he is, he ate nearly the entire cheesecake with the, with the dressing and with the uh, compote. He's like, yeah, this is really good. And I was like, that was $75. <laughs> God. So I was, just, and I didn't have any of it, by the way. That was the thing that was wild about it. <laughs> Yeah, I man, Junior's is the best. Junior's is my favorite cheesecake. You know, outside of my own, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's oh, it's so good. And we've had people, we've had our customers from New York compare our cheesecakes to Junior's. That's like the highest compliment. So Did you really make good. them walk across a bridge to get? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have, right? Diddy style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so your background, um, from what I read, includes um, experience being a music teacher. Yes. Um, and the name of your business, the name of the bake shop, comes from a musical term. So. Yeah. Speak on the, the, the thinking and the, the, the thinking or the thought that went into shifting um, from a musical inclination, all of it's creative, but from a musical inclination discipline to baking as like a principal, uh, a, a principal period of your time. Yeah. So my two greatest passions in life have always been music and baking. 
like okay. I said, you know, when I, I started baking when I was like eight years old and ever since then, I've always tinkered in the kitchen. I've always, you know, tried to, to replicate my mom's recipes for this and that, or come up with my own stuff. Um, and yeah, like when I was, I love baking cheesecakes to the point where, you know, when I was in college studying to be a, a music teacher, I used to travel with like a springform pan and like cookies, Oreos and stuff like that in my trunk. Wow. So that when I would go to parties, I would like bake a cheese cheesecake like you know i don't i don't drink or anything like yeah. that so you know i might be at a party with people who do and instead of doing that i'm in the kitchen like baking a cheesecake and that's i'm having fun like i'm having a blast doing that um so yeah those have all those have been my two greatest passions um and i just recently left my uh, my teaching position in the fall um for personal reasons that I won't get into. Um, but you know, I'm at a, I was in a position where it I was able to, uh, pivot as sure. is like the keyword of 2020 and focus more on the business, which is really, really awesome. So, you know, we already had the, the, the structure kind of set for me to be able to make that move. Um, but yeah, you know, talking about the name Codetta, uh, yeah. it, it was really interesting coming up with, with a name for the business. Um, and we had to find something that was unique, but that was also meaningful to me and to us. And since my roots are as a musician and a music teacher, um, I love the, the name Codetta. So it means like in, in practice, it's like the, a, the tag on the end of a musical piece, much like the way a dessert is a tag on the end of an, a great meal. So, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's that works yeah so our tagline is for a sweet finish i like it i like it thought, thought was put there not like uh treats by tasha or whatever they were thought right. <laughs> no but then also codetta sounds oh. like somebody's black grandma and like who doesn't want baked goods from somebody's black grandma the black grandmas get it and they do it right exactly. um <laughs> exactly. so um let's see let me see i, I was thinking of something i just lost it uh so you, you touched on how you, you had to pivot and how um, your business has changed a bit during COVID. Are there any other things you want to maybe add to that? Like, have you had to kind of like increase your presence on social media? Have you had to like, I got to buy a green screen or something. We're going to do like bake lessons or something on those lines. Here's the proper way to put a fork in a cheesecake. I, no, that's the thought I had. This is the thought I had. I, I don't want to forget it. Um, when you mentioned that you have all of your stuff in your trunk and you go to a party, I can only imagine you in the kitchen just like, yeah, turn up and you're just whisking eggs. Yep. <laughs> that was me. Well, I had a mix, a hand mixer and everybody just brought all my equipment. Like, all right, cool. I'm going to go grab some cream cheese and eggs and cream on the way to the party. We'll have cheesecake in a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> my one friend was like, this? you can, he was like, you can make cheesecake. I thought that was just something you bought from the store. I'm like, somebody's got to make it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like no one wants to know how the, uh, the sausage is made or what have you just that it's right. there. Exactly. Um, so the, the, the COVID thing. So as that's come up, we had to do like different things, right. To still do your creative pursuit. Like right now you could probably see if I take these headphones off, you can see I have more of a green screen behind me. Yeah. So I have that set up and had to invest more into a home studio than to where my normal recording uh, space would be and learning some of the things that go along with it. Like I've been doing it for 12 years. So I know a lot of what my process is, but kind of figuring out some of these smaller things like, utilizing Photoshop and learning to stream and things like that. And some of the uh, folks that I had on, like, um, like Brendan um, Hudson, I, you know, he, he was like, yeah, 
we're doing classes, we're doing this, um, we're doing lessons and, you know, vlogging and all of that. What are some other things that this like experience with COVID have helped you in and maybe taking your business to a, a new area that you may not have done before or where you've grown at during this period of time? Right. So quick plug for Brendan and Liliana Catering. Um, we both operate in the same kitchen uh, in, in Federal Hill, and he's amazing. I've seen him work, and he's, his team is super professional, and everything they make looks amazing. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, so he's a buddy of mine. Um, so yeah, in terms of our business growth, we've definitely leaned heavily on social media. Um, the way that the cupcake sales started was, you know, I'm sitting at home in March, and I'm thinking, okay, I am home more, you know, I was at that time I was teaching virtually and I was like, Hmm, I want to bake, but I need something to do with all the things that I bake. I'm not going to just like sit here and eat it all myself. So I was like, Hmm, well, what if I bake something and I'll do like a giveaway or something. And then I'll do maybe like a flash sale once we have a little bit more followers. So we started doing weekly giveaways of some of our products. And then we started doing um, a couple of flash sales and that turned into weekly, uh, weekly promo cupcakes that are, you know, right now we kind of use it as an, an experimental outlet. So if we think of an awesome flavor, like a maple bacon sure. we did or old bay caramel we've done, um, you know, we will just make a few different flavors and we'll sell them. We do pickups and deliveries in, in Baltimore city and the surrounding areas. And that just grew and grew and grew. People started reposting us. Um, you know, we cross posts on Facebook. So we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we only have, we started out only doing these sales on social media. So people would share us, you know, we, um, we've also, we also reached out to a lot of food influencers um, who are amazing to work with. That's such a great community and they're super supportive of small business owners. Um, so we've gained a whole lot of followers through there. And, you know, we've been able to, uh, create those followers into clients. That's great. Yeah. And, and ultimately that's how it's supposed to work. I mean, when we talk to different, you know, people here and you know, the, what this is probably the 60th maybe podcast of this particular series that I've done. And, you know, I, I'll have different podcasters in my ear and they're like, so what are you charging these people for this? Are you doing this? I was like, no, yeah. You know, it's, it's part of the culture here and it's, it's a relationship here. And it's like, not everybody is this. And there's, there's some that, you know, you'd be surprised that they're, they're too big and not recognizing that they're a part of a community. And this is all a part of a community and we're all in it. If I'm going there and I buy from places and there are places that I stopped working with as a result of just, you know, it's like you, you came on the show, <laughs> like you, you were on there and you know, this is, this is what it's been. Um, so got a music related question here. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of a two part and not connected in any way. So it's not really a two part. I'm cheating. Uh, what was your um, musical discipline? Oh, okay. That's a great question. So I went to school, I went to Westchester university of Pennsylvania, which is kind of like, I mean, now it's kind of like a, more like a music conservatory. Oh, wow. um, and Westchester used to be a teacher's college. So their education programs are all great. Um, their music school was like super um, recognized in the region and, and outside of the region. So I went there for music education. My concentration was clarinet. I also was very heavy into marching band. So I okay. played a lot of brass instruments. Um, I marched for a few years with the Reading Buccaneers, which is an all-age drum corps based out of Reading, Pennsylvania. 
Um, I also, once I moved to Baltimore, I started marching with the Stevenson University marching band, which is the director there, um, used to write for, uh, or I think he does, he wrote for the Reading Buccaneers. And so I got a whole lot of connections through him. And then I actually also ended up marching for the Baltimore Ravens marching band. Wow. And I was one of their conductors there. Um, so that was super cool, especially to tell, you know, my students when I, back when I was teaching, like, oh yeah, I, you know, I march on the, you know, march with the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens marching band. And they're like, what? That's so cool, Ms. Palau. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really awesome. Uh, it's really, super cool experience to get to get paid to go to every Ravens home game and like, you know, march on the field. It's That's really cool. That's cool. We have a small uh, Stevenson connection. Uh, my co-host and the uh, podcast I do, Unofficially Black, um, shout out to Jess Gregg. He's a, a Stevenson alum and oh, cool. he graduated like two years ago. So it's just like, wow. yeah. Um, so the other part of this question is not really related, but still music related is because okay. so I'm doing this is to, to the point where I get to the Baltimore questions and some of those other sort of questions and people get intimidated by these questions. So I want to preface it with all of that. All right, I'm going to put on my helmet. <laughs> yeah, you got to protect your neck, as it were. Uh, what is the last song you played? The last song I played? Yes, like, uh, like listen or listen to. Oh, the last song I listened to. Um, that's a good question. I think it was Dark Red by Steve Lacey. That's a good tune. That's a good tune. And that in the car, yeah. I know that song. It's a good tune. Yeah. Uh, guitar, guitar, yeah, it's a good tune. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Baltimore, yes, yeah, obviously you're, you're doing your business in Baltimore. You moved in here and um, it's always interesting to talk to people who aren't connected, who are, who are connected in that way that I grew up here and I'm always Baltimore, like, like myself, I've been here for, for 35 years. It's, it's where I live. It's home. Um, you bleed old day. I do. I do. Unfortunately. <laughs> and it's a black man's curse because you know, hypertension. Uh, so <laughs> What is your what is your favorite place to recharge in Baltimore? Creatively speaking. Hmm, that is a good question. Let me think about that. Well, um, I'll, I'll pad if you if you need a moment. I can pad. Okay, yeah, pad. So, so one of the places that uh for me it's usually like um Station North my walk, that that kind of area just walking through there sometimes i'm like oh i see this this is something i can use or i just get hit with some creative bug that i i always have a notepad in my hand or in my pocket and a small pen and i'll jot down this might be good for a segment this might be something i should at least talk about and some of my favorite places you know outside of um if it wasn't COVID, I would probably be at one of them now trying to get like, um, tr probably drinking coffee too late. Cause I drink a lot of coffee and, uh, like I like to go to the bun shop. So, Oh yes. So great. I, I would go there, get a roadie boy and get like that Vietnamese like coffee. And it's like, this is what we're doing right now yeah. and, and take down notes. And creatively, I feel like I'm able to recharge and it's, it's kind of one of those places that helps center me creatively. And there are other places like that, but that's that one constant place. That's probably that area has probably been that way for the better part of the last decade. You know, I, I think of, I don't know if it's a particular place I, but 
a, a particular experience comes to mind. Sure. So I really love taking walks with, you know, the people that are closest to me. Um, so I walk around Fed Hill with Chris all the time and we just talk. Sometimes it's not even always about business, but a lot of times it, it does end up being about business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like getting some fresh air, walking around, visiting other businesses, especially other black owned businesses, you know, I'll make a day of it. Um, and then my other, my best friend, Ayana, who's a film, uh, she's a film She's like a director and film editor and stuff. She's a film person <laughs> um, in the Baltimore area. Um, we will just take walks around the whole harbor, like the whole harbor. Yeah. Um, even the places that don't seem walkable. And that's just so refreshing and revitalizing to me because, um, you know, a lot of what I do, I just spend time in the kitchen baking. And for me to get some fresh air sometimes and just chill and talk with one of my loved ones, uh, you know, really helps to kind of clear my, my headspace. Yeah. And, you know, I, I echo that, like when I pulled up to the, uh, to the, to the bar, uh, where you guys were at doing that, that night, I was there with my girlfriend and, um, most of my goofy half brain ideas, she was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go with it. And right. And it's just like, and creatively, like we're on the same page. It is not just because we're together. It's just, we kind of get what each other's trying to do and we hold each other kind of accountable creatively for, for what we're doing. And just out of one silly, goofy conversation, we came up with a comic book, you know, just sitting there saying, Hey man, if we do this and she's like, okay, what else? What else do you need in there? Because she's a writer by trade. She's like, so story, oh, yeah. right? Yes. And she's awesome. just going through the whole thing. And I'm like, all right, we just came up with a comic. So she's like, now go forth. And I talked to artists <laughs> and got the whole thing put together and that collaborative kind of nature. And it's just normal. We were we backdoored into something creative, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that's really, I mean, most of our best business ideas come when Chris and I are just like driving around the city, either like on deliveries or, you know, just going to get something to eat from one of our favorite spots. Um, And we're just talking business or flavors for next week or something like that. So I have one more question and then an opportunity to shamelessly plug anything that you want. Um, So the last question I have for you is lightweight word association is more of a complete this sentence. Okay. Baltimore is homie. Like homie the clown? Like <laughs> no. Like it makes me think of home. Um I wasn't born here. My family is from here. So I like to say that I'm of but not from Baltimore. My okay. mother uh was born here and all my older siblings grew up here, but me and my brother that's uh 2 years older than me we moved around a lot, but okay. somehow we all kind of ended up back in Baltimore at, you know, one point or another. Um, and so I, I think I've really, really fallen in love with this city um, over the past few years. I used to live out in Windsor Mill, Gwyn Oak area, and I did not, not like Baltimore when I lived out there, but that's because I'm a city slicker at heart. Like mm-hmm. whenever I go to New York city, I feel like I'm home. My dad's from there. And I just, I just come alive when I'm close to like a downtown area. So recent, you know, after I lived in Windsor mill, I moved to Bolton Hill and that's where the bakery started in my teeny tiny apartment. <laughs> um, 
And once I moved there, I was like, oh, there's so much culture here. There's so much that's walkable. There's so much to experience. So many people to meet. I love this city. And ever since then, I mean, I've, I'm not going anywhere else. I love all <laughs> I got four seasons here. You know, I got all my family here, my closest friends. It's it's amazing. I love it. I think it's a highly underrated place to live and to uh, cavort around. <laughs> we, we, we love to hear that. I, you know, the, the key thing, you know, outside of all of the great things that, that you said, is is culture there's you know yeah. it, it, there's that thing here where people don't recognize the shift that right. you'll know, talk to people like that been here forever it's like yeah you know i can't wait to make enough money so i can move into the county and i was like ew there's nothing out there no. and i was like why are they still building things here like buildings and homes mm-hmm. the culture's in the city are you high you know i'm sorry yeah but but you know like baltimore is one is isn't one of those like chest thumping cities where it's like oh you know everybody comes to baltimore for this experience or that there's so many different experiences to have sure. in baltimore that you can't even get like super stand about any one of them you know and i feel like this is the like if i had to sum up the city in one phrase it would be like if you know you know and if you don't you should find out i dig it so thank you thank you so much um so here's a chance to shamelessly plug anything that, that's coming up um where can everyone find you online all of that good stuff yeah so we're on we're heavy on instagram at codetta bake shop uh, we're also on facebook we do like i said we have a weekly pop-up on sunday evenings at park bench pub in riverside that's 1749 belt street um, and that's from 5 to 7 30. And then we do weekly sales via uh, social media. Sometimes we'll do a uh, Instagram live sale or a Facebook live sale. And we deliver anywhere in the city for our promos. We'll, um, we'll do that for $5. Oh, wow. Um, let me see anything else. Um, you can visit our website to place a special order or, you know, if you want more than four cupcakes uh, for a week, you know, you can, you can uh, hit us up, send us an email and order request, and we will get back to you ASAP. Great. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, I'll do my sign off. Uh, this has been, this has been a treat, um, getting to know more about you, getting to know more about your biz. Uh, so I'm Rob Lee, um, for, uh, my Bilal for, uh, from a Codetta bake shop saying that there's something sweet in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. <laughs>